Welcome back to the SK Podcast, where we pick a month and a year from history and reflect on the music and pop culture of that time. This year's episode is 1992. My fellow Potters here are Kirby. Sup. And Jimmy. Hello. Right. Let's get started. So I'm up first with some pop culture Ooh, of 1992. Love popular culture. What what were you doing in 92, by the way, Jane? Um, yeah, just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't really remember much that year, that actually. That was about 10 yeah, years before I was born, mate. Strange. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah you guys are young. Yeah, my parents were meeting, maybe? Yeah. Oh. I think. I don't know. Um, a shipping container filled with 28,000 rubber duckies was lost at sea. To this day, they're still being found around the world. That's pretty cool. That's have crazy. You, have you found one? No. Can't say I have, no. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Mortal Kombat was the first game to get a mature rating. Ooh. Um, it was the game directly responsible for the creation of the... ESRB? What does that mean? It's the board that rates video games. Yeah, oh. they, it, it, it was in, quite In the bloody. United States of America. Oh. It's oh, yeah, this is American pop culture I'm looking at, so... Well, it's not hugely different. I mean, there are some, you know, there was Home and Away and Neighbours, of course, and I, I feel like it was more important back then, Home and Away and Neighbours. That was That's all our culture is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Guest appearances of Home and Away and Neighbours. Um, MTV introduced the real-world reality TV show. Is that must this, be one of the first reality yeah, TV it shows. It was the first um, like TV show that they had on MTV. Before that, it was just music, which is crazy now because I don't like. Do they play much music now? N- no, no, they don't. And there's there's reasons why. There's it's to do with record companies not wanting to give them music f- for free. I believe, mm. which is mm. a bit um, silly. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, it's still called MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a brand. you got to keep the brand. In 1992, McDonald's sold a burger called the Mick Jordan that included all of Michael Jordan's favourite toppings, one of which was barbecue sauce. In 2012, an unopened, unopened gallon of 20-year-old Mick Jordan barbecue sauce was sold on eBay for eBay for $9,995. Yeah, I'd buy it. Have you seen um have you seen those YouTube videos of people who just eat really old foods? Ew. Yeah, oh. I saw one this guy that actually makes me feel This sick guy ate like um, in in the 90s Pepsi released Crystal Pepsi. It was like see-through. Have you ever seen Is watermelon Gatorade? Pepsi, was it? Yeah, Sorry. something like that. Have you ever seen watermelon Gatorade? You know oh. how it looks like water? Yeah. It, yeah, that's what the Pepsi looked like. And it was like from oh. 1993 or some something like that. And he just cracked it open and drank it. Wow. And then he vomited. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. That's a great video. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go subscribe to yeah, that guy, everyone. Go, go look it up. It's Shouts awesome. out. Uh, Kobe, do you have any movies? Movies? Home and Away Not off the top of my head, mate. Just Home and Away and Neighbours are pretty important. What are you going to talk about? 
Oh yeah, I got a TV show for you. Um, mm-hmm. You do you remember Australia's Funniest Home Videos? I do. I, that was my that shit. Was, that was some good stuff. I um, love that. Yeah, back in the nineties, like they were a bit weird there. in the nineties, so they made like an adult <laughs> version of that. Um, and the owner of Channel Nine <laughs> turned it off Jerry halfway through. He just, so it was he just on took Channel it off. Well. It was airing on Channel Nine. It was like the first episode, and they got halfway through, and then after an ad break, it just didn't come back on. Because the boss had called off and gone, get this off my channel right now. Really? Gary, yeah. Gary Packer. Yeah, what? buddy Gary Packer. It's one of the few times what was where it his, called? his ideas and mine sort of uh, aligned. Australia's naughtiest home videos. What? Interesting. I, died, died. Yeah. I dug my I own. have so many questions. Jimmy, do you know what the content of that was? Looks like he had like spider webs for hair. He was a big fella. No, I was 12 at the time, was, and we didn't have a TV, so there's no way I was watching it even if we did have a TV. Mm. Uh, that, that's not something we would, we would do. Um, can I just mention, though, that a very important film, Last of the Moicans, um, I'd have to, have to re-watch it with the point of view of uh, is it culturally appropriate now, but it's, it's a very good film. It's a Michael Mann film. But right after this, in October, Under Siege, the first one, was released. And that's a f- one of the few movies where you, where you think, oh, Stephen Seagal's actually not too bad. Yeah. And then it was downhill from, from it there. pretty much was, apart from Under Siege 2, which is a lot of Under fun. Under Siege 2. These um, are all films I've never seen or I've, heard yeah, of in my uh, life. Oh, except the last of the so then we heard of yeah, that one there. It's good. Under Siege films are, are not um, intellectually stimulating, but they're a lot they're of just fun. action. Yeah, they're yeah. very silly, but like good, good silly. Yeah, it's it's, and I think that's fair enough. Um, uh, is this where I talk about fashion? It is. Well, and slang. I, I, I think fashion this is very important slang. because how old were you, Jimmy? I was I was twelve. Yeah. Twelve. So I was in the last year of of uh, primary school. Ashayaz, Jimmy. <laughs> we didn't have that back then, but I definitely wasn't. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it was it was just. One of grunge's high points. So you know, yeah. the flano was going to be very popular for people like like me. Um, I love my a good flano to like this it. day. Yeah. Jimmy, how is uh, how is being year seven in primary school? Because we don't know what that is. Uh, awkward. I'm pretty awkward. sure that's a word that I would Just use. Weird. Just you know, crushes left, right, uh, and centre. Yeah, because I remember I don't when I was in like grade one, I'd look at the year sevens and go, "Damn, they're old as hell." And then oh, when I got to year huge. seven, and they yeah. they put us in high school for year seven, I went, "Damn, I'm young as hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grade and what, seven what needs do you think its now own that you're like. It's like a different building yeah. entirely. <laughs> What's that? What do you think now that you're in year twelve? What? Damn, I'm young. <laughs> and you look, you are, and you aren't, uh, you know. Um, but but it was the year that I really got into music. Like I. Uh, fell in love with music what was your what was your favourite band of the year Jimbo oh look I think it's coming up I think one of them one of them from the year look these are my memories I remember listening to B1A5's uh, you know 5 at 5 and that kind of thing and there was like life is a highway life is a highway yeah we know that from cars yeah all of Michael (laughs) Jackson's um, uh, dangerous album before we knew um, stuff about him um, that that cancelled him, and like I, I knew a lot of those songs, and my favourite song I think for that year I think it actually came out in '91, but it was my it was marvelous by Billy Birmingham. It's for all the cricket fans out there. Um, it's basically <laughs> Billy Birmingham being Richie Benno and rapping about cricket. 
That and, sounds uh, really interesting. Oh, mm. so good. Genuinely think I would get a good laugh out of that. Um, maybe maybe not on air, but I can can wrap it. Um, <laughs> and you don't want me to do it on air. Is it, ex- is also is it explicitive? Band, no, uh, just, it's just very embarrassing. Damn, um, <laughs> I kind of want to hear Jimmy rap, but okay. Um, there's also a band, I don't know if you've heard of them, they came out just the year before with a bit, like an album called Nevermind, called Who? Nirvana. Uh, called Nirvana. Don't know. Yeah, they were very is that popular. a t-shirt brand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. They, if the logo is yeah, a the boy smiley one. And a, like a, yeah, yeah, and a the, the yellow smiley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah. that too. Yeah, so yeah. they do. A, they did a few things. Oh yeah, and um, another like one that right. was really big that year. They released two albums, and we're going to be talking about one of their songs, and that's Guns and Roses. That was oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. Rap was. I like have M- some funny facts post- about that. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Well, there's Good. also just post Villanelle Ice and MC Hammer. That was a year or so beforehand. But we're ding, 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 ding. ding. Have you seen yeah. that interview? Uh, they're, no. they're talking to him about how it's very similar to Under Pressure. And he says, of no, no my baseline goes ding, 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 ding. Their baseline goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's a great video. Was he serious? He yes, he was 100% <laughs> serious. And if you listen, there is like a, a t- there's like a semi-tone of difference. And that's, I mean... Yeah, it's probably it's the same it like baseline. The producer probably told him that it didn't make any difference. And he Absolutely. Went, oh, cool, man. He, he went on to do some metal. Um, Did he? Yeah. Really? I need to look into that. But, um, of course, um, his uh, points of view on how to work together is, is very important. Stop, collaborate, and listen. And... Um, and that's what we do too here at the start. <laughs> Why did I find that funny? Um, my, my, but the most important slang from that year was not. 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 Hey, dude, you're awesome. Not. not. Wait, so really? Wayne's World. Yeah, from Wayne's World. Hey, dude, you're totally radical, bro. Not. Yeah, I'm that such kind a jokester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you wouldn't really? fit in uh, in California. Would, uh, was, in the was tubular? When did. In New Zealand, oh, I haven't time. heard that for a while. Yeah, that's it's tubular red. Yes, yeah, sla- that's a good <laughs> slang, but rad, it's, that's rad? bodacious. That bodacious, good one. Was rad um, uh, part of yeah, your yeah, vernacular? Yeah, I've come back around. That's uh, dope. Around about then, the word feral in Australia. I don't know about elsewhere, but oh, that's feral, feral bro. Yeah, that, that was a good thing. <laughs> My dad still thing. says that. Brings me back to year seven camp. Uh, wow! Well, it brings me back to year seven as yeah, well. Yeah, it's universal. Um, also, I mean, we should have some theme music All grade for Bob Dylan. But what is Bob Dylan doing? It's a bad. It's another bad time for him. It was last time in 1987, and it is still. I don't but think at least he had any good times since like the 60s. Yeah, you know, well, he does now. He's got a very good album out right now. Uh, you should, should check it out. But Dude, it, wait, you, is that the one where he put out the 17 minutes song about JFK? Yeah, it's actually not as uh, bad as I thought it was going to okay. be. I think, I think previously we said, I said, oh, I don't know. But anyway, um, he releases a covers album of folk stuff, I think. Um, and he also was on his never-ending tour and he has a 30th anniversary concert, which is largely remembered um, <laughs> for Sinead O'Connor going, getting on stage and singing one of her own songs instead of a Bob Dylan song. Oh. Nice. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. She really is a wild card. Yeah. So that's that's all. I think that's all the non. Um, that's all the things that we've we need to cover before we get into the music. Right. Is there, is there anything else? Uh, nope. I'd like to start off. Oh wait, did we talk about fashion? 
Yes. We, oh, we talked about yeah, flannels. We briefly. No, I've glossed got, over it. Yeah, rip, yeah. ripped jeans, uh, flannels, but also yeah. if you're into what was, what was the, the other cultures? That that's very grunge. But what was what was it going on around you? Well, there was there was the hip hop stuff where you get a cap that's as high as you possibly can. I think yeah. I did mention this in the 1997 one, but it was more prevalent in 1992. And if you want to try to find out what that's all about, go and look up E17, which we'll mention later on. And one of the guys in that band had a hat on that made his head look twice as big <laughs> as it really was. Because I don't know how he managed they to get it They should bring that back. But uh, yeah, I'll bring it back, Because yeah. I think you could keep things under there. Yeah. Like, I have a really helpful. small face. Maybe that would help me. Maybe yeah. that would extend. Yeah. yeah. But then you might need a bigger a head to actually have the hat on properly. No, just have, have some, like, <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> yeah. Some add some add some padding oh, pad in it out. <laughs> um, interesting. Were, were platforms a thing back then? Oh, platform shoes. Mm. Not in terms of docks, but normal docks were. I mm. don't remember platform docks being a thing except for the last couple of years. Mm. Platform shoes in general, just like yeah. yeah. Well, that's you know, I guess seventies disco era. Yeah. Uh, that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'd like to start music off with the epic November Rain uh, by Guns N' Roses uh, that's good so old good. Axel wrote it on his piano in the 80s um, and didn't finish it until 1992 I'm not sure if he has finished it yet when I think it was it's released. still still playing <laughs> still going it's it just goes forever it's, it's the longest song in history to be on the Billboard charts and the original was 25 minutes long Wow. Why? 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 25 minutes of Why? Axl Rose. That is more than anyone on earth. No, that's like, it's like life. much more of Slash, actually. Which oh. I just, who cares? Same applies. The the video clip is also very ridiculous as well. It's. Do you want to know how much it costs? Yeah, tell me, because that's... $1.5 million, and it was the most expensive music video in history. Yeah, well... What? Yeah, if you've got a record company, you may as well use it, hey? Yeah. $1.5 million is crazy. Oh, well, oh, let me tell you, that definitely did not go towards the budget of the music video. It went towards the nose, I think. Mm, that would be more <laughs> accurate. Um, it, can, it contains the longest guitar solo ever in a top 10 hit. And Axel said this song was about not wanting to deal... Oh, I quote, not wanting to deal with unrequited love, end quote. Deep. Or end it. He didn't want to end the song either. <laughs> yeah, I think the love was just this about the song, not a person. He just loves that song. <laughs> I I once um I once uh, true S- SK related when when we we put on gigs when we you know when gigs actually existed a few years ago here oh, in yeah, the Fortitude Valley in Brisbane. That. I finished up, uh, locked the doors, and November Rain had already started on the radio. I drive. I drove across town. Look, it's not a huge distance to to West End. It was still it's going. A, it's a. What, what time <laughs> was it, Jimmy? It was. It was at night time, so it was a, at yeah, least was ten minutes. Fifteen minute drive. Yeah, it was still going when I, when I got Christ. out of the car at the other end. Um, it's it's a long song, but you know what? I uh, look. There will be a few of these songs where it'll happen. I'm sure I teared up when hearing it. When I think a few years later, when. Um, as a 15 year old uh, I'm, the I'm first sure and only time man. anyone has ever cried to a Guns N' Roses song oh that's not true I uh, like um, I like the bit where it changes yeah do you know what Axel's I mean yeah I so do in like the other half of the song when it starts yeah. to get a bit more dramatic and cool I you like know, I like that part everybody needs of the song. some time on their own or no a bit later on don't you think you need somebody 
Don't you think that you need someone? Everybody needs somebody. You're not the only one. So that's speaking directly to the listener, just really connecting. And who? what better voice to use than Axel Rose's? A, a beautiful voice, I, I think we can all say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, when they performed it in Colombia... It began, it started to rain. Oh, apropos. <laughs> it started to rain at the start of the song. And then the rain stopped as soon as the song finished. Whoa, man. Wow, For real. dude. It's crazy. God likes cocaine. It was That's absolutely true. wild. That's very true. Uh, next one I have is Stay by the Shakespeare's Sister. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, Did- pretty beautiful song. It, it is, this is not another big big favorite. As I said, this is when I really started listening to music. But do you know who makes up the band Shakespeare? Uh, yeah, um, Banana Rama. Yes, yes, Banana Rama. forgotten a second name um, from Banana Rama and yeah. Marcella Detroit, who was in Eric Clapton's band. Oh, um, they came together. I only knew about the Banana Rama. Yeah, she's prob- she was probably a bit more Faye. I think she was Faye. Um, and do you have a story about that one? I do. Oh, tell us. Well, I've discovered that this band split of the two girls was probably one of the worst band splits ever in history. Because one of... I can't... I don't know which is which. Sorry. One of them let their bandmate know they were over via a note read out by their publicist on stage at an awards show. <laughs> now so that the, is boss. Uh-huh. That, so that the, is so right? boss. So the publicist went up on stage. Is that to accept an award? To accept an award and announce to the other band member that was like in the stage or something. Like, I don't know, where else? Or maybe it was live. I don't know. I don't know the details. But announced like at this awards show that the band was over. Wow! One of them announced to the other through their publicist. That is boss as fuck. <laughs> Excuse my profanity, but it is. Um, and then they released solo songs called "I Hate You Now." Right. Is one of them. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> and suddenly, which said, "We were doomed from the start. I gave you a starring role, but you tried to take my part." So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy yeah. shit. Therapy is a good thing to do, I think. Nah. Nah. Just, just go to your publicist. Make money. There is, in this song, there is a great high bit about three quarters of the way through the song. So when you, if you ever think of high, very high vocals, you think of Mariah Carey and, and Celine Dion, but you should also think of, uh, I think it's Marcella Detroit, doing a very high bit towards the end of the song. Um, I also tried to work out what it was about um, when I was a kid, and um, I think it's about staying. That's all I could work out. All I right. think it's made sense. Oh, wow! That's wow! That's really Profound. emotional. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, House of Love. I don't really have anything to say about the song apart from I hated it. Yeah, it's awful, um, and it's I think it's the first hit by E Seventeen. Um, they are a very amusing band, though. They were, I think, created in the wake of bands such as New Kids on the Block and Colour Me Bad, which is getting more towards um, Colour Me Bad having a hit called I Want to Sex You Up. Oh, um, that's right. Yep. Uh, yeah. They were 
like when you see them and you weren't sure where they're from, you only have to look at one look at their faces and say they're definitely from England. There's just something <laughs> about their faces that you just think, yeah, yeah, they got that English look. Yeah, and they they of course were the ones with the big hat. One of them, the singer guy, the big hat, <laughs> and, and they're they're. Their aesthetic is is profoundly weird, dated, and very dated. Very dated. You know, even some of the, even some of, even uh, New Kids on the Block. You could look at it now. And you go, oh, that's kind of reasonably written pop music. It's annoying, but you can see I how get, it's I get popular. it. You know, yeah. Mm. But E Seventeen, no, just it's, terrible. It's it's quite quite awful. Of course, I loved it when I was a kid. Um, I wrote that if this was pop, no wonder everyone loved grunge. Like alternative <laughs> because like God, that was just terrible. What what did you think of um End of the Road then? By End Boys to Men. Uh, like at was least that, eight weeks in number was that one. The first one on the playlist? It was. Yeah, yeah. I skipped that. Yeah. Oh. In the first five seconds. Wow. So don't, don't boys to men dirty. Yeah. No. Oh. Look, there's a lot of their stuff that I I probably wouldn't listen to, and when I was I I think when I was that age I knew it wasn't quite cool if you especially if you're like one of the the grunge dudes <laughs> yeah you, and the we had that at school you know had to, you had to listen to the cool stuff and that wasn't it and then later on oh, you know that's just for the kids but as an adult I heard it again I went actually. This is quite well produced, and there's uh, an arpeggio that that builds and builds throughout each, uh, I guess, you know, section of the verse, which is very impressive. It is, you know, you have to uh, appreciate where they're coming from as well. There's a very much a gospel style. I appreciate it, it yeah. but not my thing. It's also a, a great exploration of really bad relationships, and uh, there's a spoken word bit at the end, which is. Um, comical I, and is ridiculous but I still like it is where he says you know I don't care if you cheated on me with that other guy just come back to me <laughs> I'm thinking come on this is not a healthy relationship too bad for ah. yourself man damn um, what else do we have here on we have we have of course um, someone who many accuse of ruining um, Whitney Houston's life Bobby Brown with his I, th- I think this might be his last big hit, Humping Around. I'm not sure what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, it's a real mystery. Ain't <laughs> oh, nobody yeah. humping around. For some reason, I actually really liked the ending of the song. Because like, of all the vocals. There's yeah, like when it got vocals, really like, yeah. it got like a wall of sound and I was just listening to it and I was just mindlessly like, wasn't really paying attention um, until that bit started and then I was like, wait. That's what is cool. this? And then I was like, hang yeah. on, this is the same song I was just listening to, but I liked that Yeah, part. all the music cuts out and it's just like a, a big wall of, of vocals. And perhaps a, a better one is a cover of a Pride Pride in the Name of Love by U2, but um, CNC Music Factory do a, um, a cover of it where they have a big gospel choir at the end in the same period of time. Um, I thought maybe um, though... Kirby, seeing as you know you love a lot of English things, yeah, uh, that you might be uh, into Ebenezer Good. Yeah. Did you have a listen to that one? No, I, d- I didn't. As it is, of course, an uh, EDM, uh, early EDM, where the uh, the main it starts off with a someone saying a great philosopher once said, 
And then another voice says, naughty, naughty, very, very naughty. <laughs> and then the main... Um, what is with the 90s obsession with the word naughty? See, well, it's, it's it's a great word, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good one. Especially if you say naughty. In a naughty. Uh, <laughs> You're very naughty. naughty. Oh, blimey. And <laughs> it did actually get banned from the BBC because the chorus is... Because the song is called Ebenezer Good, but the chorus is, he's a good, he's a good, he's Ebenezer Good. And uh, they thought it was referring, quite possibly was, referring to ease, which is, um, yeah. or was, I'm not uh, sure well, now. It's a big part of a, yeah, they, they would have been music. talking about that. Yeah. Um. That early 90s EDM house scene is... Um, uh, yeah. I've yes. been getting into that music I recently, see. actually. I'm going to have to listen to Just that song. Just the music, though. Huh? Just the music. No, I want to go to a rave, Jimmy. I think that'd be <laughs> well fun. Uh, so sick. I have rave pants enough. for that. Huh? Your pants are Oh, right I know. I'll Can you shuffle? Oh, no. I'll no. teach you. Oh, you oh, I learned how to shuffle when um, LMFAO was a thing. Remember oh, yeah. that? Every day oh. I'm shuffling. And I learned how to shuffle. I can shuffle with one foot. You know, foot. Sorry for Party Rocking was the first album I ever bought. <laughs> Do you know Iconic. that he's the son? And I will always bring up that fact whenever someone Literally, asks. it's timeless. I it's love it. So you know funny. that Red Foo is the son of Barry Gordy, who started Motown Records. No. Yeah, I no, did, I did know, that. know that. In the back of my mind, like and well, somewhere. If I was Barry Gordy, Happy, I'd be going. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it goes a long way. It's rotten. The apple's no. rotten. <laughs> <laughs> you mean LMFA is dope? They're so good. Pioneers of yeah, the 2000s. Yeah, you're 12. So good. Um, no. Timeless. No, I was like eight. It was awesome. Uh, Jimmy, do you have any song wrecks from 1992? Uh, yes. And of course, these ones uh, are ones that I've looked back and gone, oh, that's, that was released in September 1992. Um, that's great <laughs> that they're some of my favourites. I've somehow managed to find some favourites each time we do this. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Henry's Dream was released. Um, so I put on our playlist, I put I Had a Dream, Joe. Um, but that's a very good album um, and worth listening to if you like that that um, gothic. When I say gothic, it's more literature gothic rather than goth music. Mm. I feel like if, if you want to go to the goth stuff, go to the early Nick Cape and Bad Seeds. But but this is just uh, it's probably a couple of years before Murder Ballads. Um, and it's a good era. It's got you know the ship song, or sorry, the good son came out a couple of years earlier than that. Um, if you like a bit of Nick Cave, it's very much go check that out. Um, but one of my f- favorite albums of all time, but one of my favorite singers is Tom Waits's Bone Machine. Oh yeah, it's very very good. That came out in September. Yeah, it did. Oh. Yeah, September '92, um, or at least it was in the charts then. That's why Jade hates Tom Waits. Da- Jade hates Tom Waits. Jade yeah. hates Tom Waits. Right. Just throwing that out there. As I, the I've actually complained to Kirby about how much my boyfriend loves Tom Waits. I'm sure we had. Yeah. I don't love Tom Waits, but I, I like yeah, Tom Waits. Yeah, and how I just I can't stand it. Well, you know. Oh. Oh yeah, we have had this conversation. It makes <laughs> me feel sick as a singer. Okay, okay. Also, my boyfriend told me what he did to get his voice, which was like apparently. Um, scream into a pillow 10 minutes per night and then drink a bunch of whiskey and then just dry out his vocals as much as possible before he went to sleep. I don't, I don't know where he... That, I mean, that's possible. I've never I mean, heard that one. I've read allegedly. a fair bit about him. I don't know. It sounds it, a bit I think the bullshit. amount of cigarettes that he smoked over the years probably helps. 
Um, it's just, it's literally, it's grating to my ears. Yeah. It just sounds <laughs> disgusting. Only because I've been trained in singing for so long that like, it's like a crime. But you he, know what I mean he might me? even be using some, I don't know, he might be using some of those techniques. It is if, if Oh, if he's not still Jade, singing now, surely. Surely yeah. he has some surely. technique. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just my ears. Well, this is like around about the time that I th- um, I think he's he stopped drinking as well. I think around about then and he settled down in his mm. California Oh, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked um, Going Out West. Going Out West, yeah. yeah that's I like the that big song. song from that. That was covered by... Um, Old mates that we were talking about just before, who did a gig with C.W. Stone King before the podcast. Queens of the Stone. Yeah, Age. I think they've yeah. done a, a cover of that. Hmm. Um, in general, there's there's a fair bit of variety. There's he used some fairly weird sounds. He had a studio um, that he recorded at, but then he actually didn't like the sound, so he went downstairs where they were like the boiler room or something, just the sort of concrete walls, and he went, "I like this a bit better." And he recorded That's it. Sick. There are a lot of stories that Tom Waits, I think, um, says, and you can't always believe them, but they're good mm-hmm. stories. He tells <laughs> good stories. Yeah. Um, and this this album is very uh, influential, so much that I, when I saw a copy on vinyl at a store, I got very excited in, in Melbourne one time, and I bought it, and it sounded horrible <laughs> yeah uh, I'd suspect that someone suggested it was probably a rip off um, because the the release that he that he released of his next album Mule Variations is one of the best sounding vinyls I've got but Bone Machine is if you um, if you want something a little bit different that's inspired by uh, gospel and blues and country and folk and with a voice that's like Tom Waits so this is not for you Jade um, <laughs> then Bone Machine is, is, I think, his best album, other than maybe Rain Dogs. That's Tom Waits' watch. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jimmy. Thanks for the check-in, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Who, who's, ne- who've you, who's next? I can't see in the list. Um, me. Oh. Yeah. So, I chose... Um, I, I don't think this was September. I'm actually not sh- too sure because it kind of... Let's just say it is. ...said different things. Okay, yeah, it's September. Um, my first one was Dress by PJ Harvey, which Kobe did not like when I, I played it to him before this. Yeah. Um, I really like PJ Harvey. Um, it wasn't one of her best songs, but it was one that was released this year. I do, I do like PJ Harvey. I just am not fond of that song particularly. Maybe the next album is when she starts getting really good. It's a very good, um, like... Basis like it's kind of like a, a good bass song for um, right girl feminism y kind of um, stuff. Oh, so you're not meaning for bass guitarists, you're talking no, 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 um, like I mean, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I meant, like the basis, like, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like a signature Is song, it's starting, the, like, yeah, introductory song, that's what I meant. Um, I also had uh, Babes in Toyland album, um. Fontanella, Fontanelle, I think. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Can't be bothered. Um, is about right, I think. Bruce Violet. I used to be obsessed with that song. Absolutely obsessed. When did you um, hear it? I mean, where did you hear it? I think I came. I came across it in YouTube recommended in I reckon grade eight because grade eight was my very very like grunge um, kind of phase. Even though I'm still in it. But, like, it's just more heavily in it back then. Um, 
And yeah, I loved it. And apparently it was rumored to be about Courtney Love and in the music video. Um, it's the album or the song? Uh, the song, Bruce Violet. Right. And Bruce Violet and whole single was yep. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> um, and in the music video, so apparently Courtney Love stole... Cat Bellin's look and I don't know a bunch of other stuff but mainly the look so in the music video she's got Cat Bellin's got her look and she's got a bunch of like copycats following around her and like stalking her and stuff in the music video and it was just a big like fuck you to Courtney Love and it was sick speaking of I just loved it I still do just love it that era there is a film right now on SBS On Demand called her smell, which features Elizabeth Moth, Moth, Elizabeth Moth, Elizabeth Moss, as the <laughs> there you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, famously Mad Men, but also many many other movies. She's a very good actress, and she plays a character, I guess, similar to many of those nineties um, uh, rockers. Um, some people have said it's Courtney Love, but the director said oh, it's, she's a, a, a good touchstone, but it's not the only one. Um, mm. But it's a if you want to see a good movie that's not necessarily pleasant viewing but is uh, very good viewing mm. and you like music because it's quite authentic as well to music. You know, sometimes music movies are, you, you think, sure, they can act, bad. but they can't really They're bad. play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they do a really good job. So mm. on SB- cool. SBS On Demand here in Australia. Check it out. I also added Alison Chain's Dirt. Um, this wasn't September, but I just had to add it. Uh, it went four times platinum, and it combined grunge and metal together. But the metal community was not accepting at, at first. And my dad said that in a metal documentary he was watching that um, Alison Chains played with Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax at a concert, and everyone just hated Alison Chains, like booed yeah, them. Yeah, that's a weird lineup. And it was terrible. Yeah, but that's then strange. apparently, like afterwards, everyone was was like, "Oh, actually, wait, like, who is this band? That was actually really cool." So at first, everyone was kind of like, "What's this? It's too slow. It's like grungy." But yeah, and it's yeah, just so. It's a bit so slower, isn't it? That star. Yeah, and it's just really cool. It's like it's very uh, dark themed. It, it's very much not thrash metal. No, it's, yeah, exactly. Heroin uh, field kind of themes, and it's very contrasting to a lot of the other hits that we were talking about um, before, like House of Love. <laughs> what what's, what like distinguishes, um, uh, I guess, Alice in Chains to some of the other bands of the time? They were very, very, like, I don't even know how to explain it uh, without you just listening to it. Like, very dark sounding without being, like, cliche metal. Does that make sense? Like, it wasn't like, I'm playing in drop D, I play metal. It was like, it was so uniquely kind of dark sounding. Like, it just, it kind of put all the emotions that, like... Um, all the themes of like addiction and um, you know like all this different stuff into one album with one sound and like all these different guitar riffs I don't know how to explain it it just communicated like I don't know it was just so revolutionary and I don't know how to explain it to you other than you just listening to it but it's if, a very good album by the way and this is relevant for September 1992 um, Cameron Crowe the director 
who did Almost Famous and Jerry Maguire, he released um, Singles, the movie Singles. And that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, oh, yeah, and Alison Chains did uh, Wood for yeah, they'd, Singles. And they, they performed. I think they're the only band other than um, Matt Dillon's fake band um, mm-hmm. performed on stage. Oh, I think maybe Soundgarden did. Or, no, Soundgarden, some of the actors, uh, the late Chris Cornell appears in a scene and some of Pearl Jam. Who uh, yeah, Eddie Vedder appears in a scene as well. Yeah, he, yeah. he plays some of the Matt Dillon's band. So a bit, a bit of grunge for grunge watch now. Um, Grunge watch, and it's it's a nice, um, fairly light comedy about Seattle in that during that yeah. period, which was Cameron Crowe's hometown. Maybe he set he set um, say anything in there as well. Speaking of grunge, Kirby, what's your? Oh uh, yeah, um, I couldn't find anything in September that I liked, so I just picked my favorite album. Well, one of my favorite albums from 1992, and uh, that's "Bricks Are Heavy" by L7. I only put one track in there, but the whole album's like really good. The that one track is their signature Pre- yeah, track. Yeah, pretend, pretend you're dead. Yeah, pretend we're dead. Yeah. Uh, Wargasm off that album is like one of my favorites. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I listened to that album every day in 2017 on my way to Girls Rock Camp, Brisbane at the. Um, Girls do rock. Though. It's just such a hype album. Uh, what's it? Where, where were? Oh, the Foundry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, every morning I listen to that song two and forth, and then it inspired my first kind of like little girly grungy that song riff I wrote on Wargasm is so good. Yeah, it's amazing. L7 too have like that. Uh, grunge, but also like that metal edge that kind of yeah. makes it unique and cool. To me, Pretend We're Dead kind of like encapsulates the entire like early 90s sound. Like if I ever hear that song, I just think the 90s. Yeah. yeah. True. And I, and I do too. And I... Yeah. <laughs> You're alive then. Crazy. I was alive. Old man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. 30 years ago, Jimmy. I remember. How you well, no, it's it's not quite 30 years ago, but it's not enough Sorry, to split Jimmy hairs. Was, yeah. 28 <laughs> years ago. Um, 20, 27 years ago. Does that make you feel better? I, uh, no. Yeah, I still feel so. Yeah. Uh, I'm 40, by the way. Damn. What? Yeah, I'm 40. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Are you? Yeah. What? You and well, Sam born on the same year. I was 12 in 92, so yeah. it's 2020 now. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, what, I, is I it? thought you were like... I thought you were much younger something. than that. Maybe it might just uh, be... I thought maybe like I'm thought he was Wait, like I'm so confused. I, I don't like know who's joking. No, I am 40 this year. Are you actually serious? Yes, I am. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I actually you thought you were way younger. Yeah, we're year. born the same year. Yeah, true. Oh, there you go. Our, our good friend Sam, the, the hip-hop producer, Grace. Oh, well, we'll get him in here <laughs> Yeah, we'll day. get yeah. him in here. <laughs> oh, we great. will. It's going to be, be so talking good. about hip-hop. We yeah. were going to have uh, Mr. Charles Dugan in today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it, but we will we will nab him. Um, he's a fr- friend of the podcast and uh, also technical advisor on the podcast, Charles yeah. Dugan. Stay tuned um, for that, everyone. Of the boat people. Boat people, yes. Yes, Charles Dugan of the boat people. Name, name drop real quick, you know. <laughs> he's the most famous uh, guest we'll have on here. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and, and we will oh. try and get this out very soon. Obviously, you'll hear it when you hear it. Yeah, um, but we, you know, we we are we are attempting to find out how to do the technical Everything. aspects. <laughs> so that's been the biggest issue. Yeah, we're yeah. all a bit tech literate. And and yeah. look, to be fair, Kirby and and Jada are doing year twelve. It's a very stressful time 
in uh, COVID nineteen. I'm just I'm giving you yeah, it's an out. Not great. Uh, no, it's not it's, fun. It's not fun, and um, you'll all. be over very soon, though. Yeah. So, good luck. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Stay tuned for whatever cool. else we're doing next. Yeah, we haven't decided the yeah. next year, but we'll, we'll maybe we'll see what Charles wants. It'll, if he's it'll available. definitely be a year. One of the years. All right. One of them. See, see ya. ya.